Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. everybody. Welcome to Weekday Chat. Uh, my name is Riley Weaver. Um, we're glad you're here. Uh, once again, the Weekday Chat is something we do every week to talk about where we've been and where we're going. Yeah. Uh, my name's Luke, and Riley's on here last minute. He's a fill-in. You can't tell. He's going to do a great job. But uh, Kyle Nelson, our discipleship minister, was supposed to be up here, uh, but he got sick. And so, Riley, it's nice to have the JV up here, get you some playing time. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. right? I, I, I think I'm more like the freshman team. Yeah, yeah. Kyle owes me one. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, hey, we look forward to this time with you guys every week just to talk about uh, kind of what God's been doing um, through our messages last week. Look forward to this week. And then practically, we all just just need reminders of the truth that we heard on Sunday mm-hmm. and how we can live it out better, you know. Um, so on Sunday, we wrapped up our series called The Clearer Vision of Jesus. Uh, we've been going through Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 20, and we talked specifically about this title that Jesus is the head of the body and that we are, as the church are the body of Christ. And so we asked the question, whose voice are you going to whose voice are you going to listen to in the decisions that you make in your in your day-to-day life? Uh, we hear a lot of voices, so and we can't listen to all of them. So whose voice are we going to listen to? And uh, ultimately, we kind of... Uh, refuted some cultural advice that we hear often about look inside, follow your heart, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And we said that, you know, because Jesus is the head of the body, we don't follow our hearts. We follow Jesus. And if Jesus commands it, we do it. And that that really is the path to life. And then we closed closed with kind of a two-step challenge. Learn to listen and learn to obey. Learn to listen for God's voice and then learn to obey it. Um, And then Practically speaking, we kind of led into these two questions that we believe um, all of discipleship revolves around these two questions. What's God been saying to you and how are you responding? And so that was uh, one of the implications that we drew out of Jesus as the the head of the body, the church. But there's a lot of different implications. And one that we just hit really briefly, but that we have a little more time to talk about right now, is that if we are the body of Christ, um, then that means that we should be unified. Mm -hmm. And not just unified as Plainfield Christian Church, but really Mm -hmm. unified in the sense of with all these other congregations all around us in Indianapolis. Um, I heard somebody say we're like the most churched city in the world. I don't know if that's true, but it was was interesting, you know, and there's churches all over also, all over the world that we are called to be united. And yet, um, being united as a congregation, as a city, as the grand capital C universal church, um, there's some barriers to that. So what what are what do you see as some of those barriers, Riley, and how do we overcome that and work towards unity? Sure, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, first, maybe it's important to talk about some of the reasons why we're divided, um, to, to address the root cause. I think one of the, especially, I mean, you just mentioned that Indianapolis is a super church city. I mean, I could pick up a brick, throw it in any direction and probably hit a church. (laughs) You probably would do that too, wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, no. (laughs) Um, when there's so many churches around, I think sometimes we feel competition with the other churches. Yeah. Oh, you know, they're getting into my territory, or um, you know, that person came from that church, um, or you know, that person just started a new multi-site in our community. Things mm-hmm. like that. Um, we shouldn't feel jealousy for those other churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if if something good happens there, we should be happy with them. Uh, we should support them along the way, um, even if it's just through something as simple as prayer. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, if something bad happens to another church in the community, we should feel sad for them. Yeah. Um, 
you know, hope things go better. So the sense of competition between churches is something that we definitely need to fight, Mm -hmm. especially those of us in church leadership. And uh, another reason that churches are also divided is because of doctrine Mm and issues of doctrine. And, um, you know, I would definitely say there are some issues that we need to choose to, you know, not work with certain people. I think what we need to do is decide what are the essential doctrines that I'm unwilling to compromise on. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, for me, for you, I think for everybody else, the resurrection would be one big issue. If there's a group of Christians somewhere that say— you know, we don't believe that Jesus literally resurrected. I said, man, I, I can't work with you. Yeah. you know, I can associate with you. Yeah. I love you as a human being, but we can't do ministry together. Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. I think you hit the nail on the head with the uh, uh, turf competition mentality mm. that sometimes kicks in there because I've gotten the privilege. I don't travel as much as you do, but I've gotten the privilege of, I think, worshiping at churches on four different continents. Mm. And I've loved every one of those experiences. And oftentimes they're singing in languages I don't yeah. know, you yeah. know, but to think that we're all worshiping the same God and, and benefits of the same salvation work through Jesus Christ is mm-hmm. awesome. And that we are one yep. body. That's amazing. And it's really easy for me to experience that kind of grand universal unity on that level. But you're right. It's a little harder with the churches down the mm. road because it does feel like we're uh, competing for turf a little bit. And you and I, sure. we had this conversation earlier this week, actually, you and I did. Mm-hmm. And I was convicted last week in particular um, that one of the biggest barriers to our unity is just our silence. Mm. Um, and that I think, you know, I think most of us in the church, myself, I don't. I think all of our staff and elders, we have no ill will towards any churches around us. Absolutely. And we genuinely do want what's best for them. And I, I hope that that's true of most of the people in our church also, mm-hmm. that we genuinely have goodwill towards the churches around us. And yet... Just the fact that we don't talk about that, mm-hmm. that we don't pray for them together, that it's not verbalized often, mm-hmm. that silence can kind of lead us to a little bit of a competition mentality creeping in. And um, practically speaking, I was in a men's group, and one of the challenges they gave us was to um, to build a relationship with a competitor of yours. Hmm. And so I... Uh, um, I, I had breakfast last week with a guy who's a pastor at a church, and if I told you the name of the church, you would know it. And honestly, this is a guy I've heard a lot of negative things about, and it's huh. a church I'd heard a lot of negative things about and kind of had a negative perception of in my head. But I just said, you know what? I don't actually know this guy. I'm going to give him a chance. Um, and so we had breakfast together last week, and I loved it. And That's he cool. challenged me That's in my cool. relationship with Jesus, and I my spirit benefited from our conversation. And I've actually been praying for him every, every Sunday That's morning awesome. before I he gets up to man. preach for the last few months. I love that. So just that silence can lead to a a disunifying thing uh, unintentionally, you Mm -hmm. know, but Dallas Willard is a great author and spiritual director, and uh, he he might be speaking in hyperbole here, but he said that the the single most beneficial practice for your ministry is to pray for the success of the churches around you. Hmm. And I was convicted by that. So I think we just just need to talk about it and pray for each other. You know, Mm -hmm. it really is that simple. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, man. One thing I heard a while ago... um, Revelation 7, 9 through 11 is one of my favorite passages in the whole Mm -hmm. Bible. It talks about how people from around the world, every nation, tribe, people, and language are going to be worshiping God in heaven one day. 
And what somebody said about that is, if that's going to be our reality in heaven, then why can't it be our reality here on earth? Absolutely. Um, Where we're worshiping with people that look different than us, that talk different than us. And I think that definitely includes people who worship at different types of churches as well. So that's fantastic. You can't get along here. uh, Like, you're going to have to get along there. You're going to be stuck with everybody for eternity. (laughs) So figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That's funny, man. Absolutely. So, um, you know, like you said earlier, when you were just recapping the sermon, one of the things you talked about was following Jesus, not following our hearts. Mm -hmm. How do you think that we can make sure that we're following the voice of Jesus and not the voice of others? Yeah, uh, it it, it really is more simple than we make it. You know, we Mm -hmm. talk with a lot of people and work with a lot of people, and we often hear people say, just trying to discern God's will for my life, you know? And it's like, and I get that. That's, that's, That's a good thing. It really is a good thing. And yet we make it a little more mystical than it is, mm-hmm. I think. You know, we make it a little more confusing and nebulous than it has to be when really it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. God's will is for you to become like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you just got to filter everything through that lens. And and so that's what his voice is always going to point you towards. His voice is always going to help you become more like Jesus. So if you think you're hearing the voice of God and it's something that's not going to make you more like Jesus, it's not the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Um Three, three main ways that God speaks we talked about in the Sermon on Sunday. The Word of God, the people of God, and the Spirit of God. So the Word of God, like um, a lot of people, are, when they talk about, man, I'm just trying to discern God's will for my life, and you ask them the question, okay, so, so what are you getting out of the Bible? Yes, and they're not spending yeah. any time in God's Word. And that, I mean, that's His voice. They are God-breathed words written down for us. It's not like... You don't just have to listen for some vague gut hunch, you know, like it says it explicitly clear right there. So spend time in God's word, spend time with God's people. You know, I'm so challenged being on staff with guys like you who will come in and you'll rebuke me when I need it and encourage me when I need it. And you guys are often. I can't remember the last time I rebuked you. But But like you guys are in a lot of ways like the voice of God in my life. And I'm I'm grateful for that. And I hear him. And then there is uh, also the spirit of God. And we do sometimes just feel prompted. And sometimes you have a Mm -hmm. dream and sometimes you feel like, well, I don't know why, but I need to go talk to that person or text this guy. Yeah. So there is that way too, but start with the Bible. Just mm-hmm. start with the Bible. I don't know. What, what would you say, Riley? Yeah, I think everything that you said there is really good. Um, what you were just saying reminded me of a story. When I was uh, in school, well, we went to school together, actually. We did. So <laughs> yes. uh, don't tell any of your stories. <laughs> no stories but, <laughs> told. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, when we were in school, I was an RA, and uh, I loved being an RA. You know, different guys come here for advice, different things like this. And one of the things I was challenged the guys on my floor to do was be involved in service. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, especially since we were all studying to be ministers. Mm-hmm. We need to be serving in the church, yeah. getting experience. There's this one guy I talked to, you know, how are you serving? I don't know, man. I'm just waiting for God to tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, so have you tried anything out? Yeah. No, I'm just waiting for him to show. I was like, how do you expect him to show you what you're supposed to be doing when you're not even trying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all of us would love it if God spoke directly to us about every single thing. Neon sign. Here you go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's a big part of faith mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, God has spoken to some people directly in the past. Um, I do believe that he still does that in some situations today, but that's not what is going to happen to every single person all the time. Absolutely. Um, Most of us were never going to experience that moment. Um, But like you were saying, you know, being obedient, following what it says in the Bible. I mean, you want to know God's will for your life, read the Bible. It's right there. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. So, you know, to summarize all that, my question is when, you know, 
if you're wanting to know what Jesus' will is for your life, if you're wanting to try to listen to him, you just need to ask yourself the question, are you spending time with Jesus? Absolutely. Um, if you want to become an expert on anything, get better at anything, but you never practice, mm-hmm. it's going to be really, really hard to achieve that goal. Yeah, for sure. I love what you said there about just diving in, you know, mm-hmm. and you just got to do it. My my dad always told me, he said, you know, it's hard to steer a parked car. You know, you just kind of kind of got to go, and then he'll nudge you a little bit. Dad... My dad's a preacher. He always has these nerdy phrases, but he'd say, he'd say, go till you get a no. So, so that's where you yeah, get it, right? Yeah, that's where I get it. My poor kids. Pray for them, would you? But uh, uh, along, like, along that line of thought, um, we are the body of Christ, which means every part has mm-hmm. to be working in order to be healthy. You know, um, if, you know, if you stub your toe, your whole body feels it. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do, how, how do people at PCC, if you're here and you're not serving, if you don't even know what your gifts mm-hmm. are, if you don't know where to go, how, can, how do I start moving this car so God can steer it, yeah. you know? Um, how would you encourage people? How do they find out their gifts? What are some good ways that they can start with serving? What would you say? Absolutely, yeah. You know, I, I grew up here at the church. Brian Leslie was my youth minister growing up. And one of the things that he would always say is, if you're not here, we're missing out because mm-hmm. um, c- you can bring something to the table. So yeah. totally agree with j- what you just said. Um, we had a conversation in our home group a couple weeks ago that was really interesting. We were talking about serving, who was serving, who wasn't serving. And um, I mean, I love all the people in our home group. They're great people, super honest. Somebody in the group said, you know, one of the things that's hard for me about serving at PCC is um, it's so big Hmm. and everything seems so put together that (laughs) sometimes it's hard for me to understand, you know, why I need to serve. Now, obviously— Don't let us fool you. (laughs) (laughs) I can say that to somebody on staff and they're like, uh, they think things put together? That's great. Um, I think the issue is, you know, we— we don't just need more volunteers. Mm-hmm. We're not looking for warm bodies to fill a space. Yeah. What we're looking for is good volunteers, people who are gifted in specific areas. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for example, I I may not be the best person uh, to teach a kid's class, for mm-hmm. example. Um, I, I love my nieces, but I, I may not be the best with a whole room full of kids, but there are certain people that would be really good at that kind of stuff. And I think for people who want to serve, it's really finding what is my gift, what am I passionate about, and where can I find a place to serve in that capacity here? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're curious about what your gifts are, you can go to mypcc.info slash serve. There's actually a spiritual gifts test there that you can take. Um, You can send that to one of our staff members, and then they'll follow up with you and suggest some ways that you can serve. And, I mean, we are always looking for good volunteers for our children's ministry, uh, for our perfect fit ministry with special needs kids, for our hospitality ministry. I'm always looking for people to go on mission trips. So, yeah, any other ideas? Yeah, I'd say if you haven't been through Engage yet, uh, hop in on the next round of Engage for sure. Uh, That's kind of our four-week course of, A, basically, like, what does it mean to live for Jesus? And B, it'll take you deeper into our mission, vision, values as a church and uh, how you can be involved in the life of this church family. And it'll help you discover more of who we are and also who you are um, through that. And that's kind of our one-stop shop pathway to diving in here. So we'd love it if you'd go through Engage. But also, just like you said, like we're not just trying to recruit you to come help out here. Like Mm -hmm. we do want that and we believe that's important. But we want you to find what makes your tail wag the way God's made you and to jump in there. You know, my wife um, served on the hospitality 
hospitality team here mm. for a while, and right now she's not able to just with the babies at home, you know, and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so she can't do the volunteering here on a Sunday morning thing, but the Sunday evening schedule works better for us. So she's been leading a, 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 a high school girls D group, but mm. then cool. she's also gotten really into baking the last few months, and mm. she has time to do that because she can do that when the kids are taking naps and after the kids go to bed. So she's been baking cupcakes and using that as a ministry opportunity to encourage the people around her. So like, you know, our family would really like to be encouraged. Yes, I'm sure. Soon, I so. believe that. <laughs> yeah. You're looking a little skinny. Um, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> First time anybody's ever said that to yeah. me. <laughs> Bottom line is just like, what do you love to do? Okay, now find a way to do it for Jesus. Like there is a way to do it. So just hop in, serve, bless your neighbors, join home group, find a need, meet a need. It really is that simple. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. That's really great. Everybody, thanks for tuning into the weekday chat this week. Uh, hope this was helpful to you. We really enjoyed doing it. Um, this Sunday, Steve is going to begin a new sermon series. Uh, it's continuing our uh, Clear Vision sermon series for the entire year. And this series in February is going to be called A Clear Vision of Our Mission. And uh, the title is A Mission to Accept. Steve's going to be talking about Jesus' mission, how he came to uh, seek and save the lost, and how that's our mission as well. We just need to accept it. So we hope you'll join us this Sunday. Till then, I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.